Welcome to the Happy to Be Me podcast. I'm your host, Barbara Stacy. Come on a journey with me to find out what it means to be happy to be you. Welcome to episode five of the Happy to Be Me podcast, The Power of Feelings. Remember, we're going on a journey in 2023 to discover what it's like to be happy to be me in 2023. So, the power of feelings. Feelings have names. We label them. We label them good or bad, depending on how our body reacts, whether they're comfortable or whether they're not. Uncomfortable feelings can be sadness, fear, anger, shame, etc. And comfortable feelings we like. Of course we do. We like to be happy. We like to feel joyful. We like to feel proud. We like to feel all of those good feelings that, that bring up positive reactions in our body. The negative reactions we don't like so much. We don't like the tight chest, the pit in your stomach, the anxiety, the I mean, all the things that just make you want to either close in or run away or fight, flight, or freeze. You know the ones because every one of us has them. We don't like to be angry or sad or ashamed or any of those feelings because they do things to our body that just don't feel good. They're just uncomfortable. And so we call them bad feelings. I'm feeling bad right now. There are a lot of ways that we can deal with uncomfortable feelings, and I think we can kind of distill them down into four groups. I learned this from my coach mentor, Brooke Castillo, who runs the Life Coach School where I was certified. And I love the way that she puts it into these four groupings. One way that we can deal with these feelings that are uncomfortable is we can react. We can react in ways that end up creating a negative impact in our lives. We can resist the emotion, push it away, tell ourselves that we don't want to feel it. Let's just resist it. Let's just make it go away, which ends up creating a stronger emotion and possibly some anxiety. We can avoid it. Now, that's my favorite one. I tend to like to avoid my feelings, to cover them up, to pretend they're not there, to find a way to not feel them. That involves some kind of buffering action, like overeating, um, spending time on social media, watching too much TV, whatever it is that just something that, that I can avoid the feeling and pretend it's not there. The one way that is the most healthy way to deal with any negative emotion is to allow it to be there. It's not always easy to allow it to be there because it's uncomfortable. And we in our society are used to comfort. It's what we've grown up with. When we cry as a baby, somebody feeds us if we're really blessed with good parents. Um, when we scrape our knee, somebody's there to comfort us. There's always something in our, in our society and in our current technologically advanced civilization that we can find comfort. We don't have to do some of the things that our ancestors used to do, like stalking animals for 
days to find food, to hunter gather things, to gather things from bushes or to figure out how to deal with a toothache. We have a dentist that can help us with a toothache. We have so many comforts in our world that we have forgotten how to feel discomfort. And none of us want it because we're, we're conditioned not to. And our brains don't want it. Our brains are conditioned to maximize pleasure, minimize pain, and be efficient. So if they've been feeling something for a long time, if they've been thinking something for a long time or behaving in some way, they want to, our brain wants it to keep it that way because it's so much more efficient. It doesn't have to use any power to overcome the inertia. It, if we just stay there, it's easy. And we call it a comfort zone, don't we? It's all about comfort, right? To allow the emotion is to just drop into the discomfort of it. It gives you tremendous power. The first thing you can do is to name it. There are some stories that I just love that are like fantasy or fairy tale or whatever. When you name the antagonist, it gives you power over the antagonist. And it's the same thing with your emotion. When you are feeling anxious, you can say, ah, this is anxiety. I know how to deal with this. Oh, this is anger. I've felt this before and I can handle this. You drop into how it feels physically. You look inside your body and say, okay, where is it? Where is it living? Just really tap into it and just allow it to be there. It gives you a great deal of peace and clarity when you observe your emotion without judging it. We don't have an agenda for it. You just let it be there. And it doesn't last forever. Now, it may come in waves. So you can feel really angry, really sad, really anxious. And then it kind of abates. And then it might come back. And then it'll, it'll abate. And it could be that way for minutes, hours, days, months. Sometimes even years, people go through some of these uncomfortable emotions for long periods of time. You feel it vibrate in your body and you digest it. You metabolize it. You make it a part of you. Allow it to change you by accepting it as part of human life. I have a story. I had a horse, big, beautiful horse. He was a off the track thoroughbred and he was the kindest, sweetest thing. We went to a horse show and that silly horse is afraid of cows. He was afraid of cows. He's no longer with us. He was afraid of cows. And I didn't know that at the time, but he was really jumpy. He was really antsy. And I wasn't a terribly accomplished writer. So I had started out with my writing and he was jumpy and dancing all over the place. And I was having a hard time getting him to do what I wanted him to do. So I took him to my trainer and she said, here, let's take him over into this little area and we'll have him go over these tiny jumps 
and then you stop him in the middle and let him know that everything's okay. And at this point, I wasn't afraid. I wasn't anxious. I wasn't nervous, but he was. So I stopped him. I was in a good position and somebody came out from behind the snack bar and scared him and he crow hopped, which means all four of his feet came off the ground at the same time. He arched his back and I came off and I saw the fence was about a a four foot fence. And I thought I'm going to come down on that fence. And I did. And I, I hit about where my pants waistband was and it tore the button off and I went all the way up my inside of my face. I didn't realize how bad it was. I was going to get back up on him, but my, my neck and face were too swollen to put my helmet back on. And I didn't really realize how bad it was until I saw myself in the mirror. And that's when I got scared. I was like, oh man, I could have broken my neck. Other people thought maybe I had, there was a vet that was there that was saying, wiggle your toes. And I was wiggling my toes, but they were in my boots. So she couldn't see that I was wiggling my toes. I got to the, I went ahead and went to the doctor and nothing was broken. I was very, very fortunate. And the more people told me that, the more I realized, and then I got bruises all over my face. You know, that's, that's so much fun going into a store with bruises all over your face. People, you know, when you have a broken arm or whatever, they'll say, oh, what happened? When you have bruises all over your face, they look at you and suddenly turn away. Like, I just wanted to say, I'm not being abused. It was my horse, promise. But anyway, so I got anxious and nervous. And when I would go out to ride him after that, I would take that anxiety with me. And I finally, they had given me Valium as a muscle relaxer. So I would take a quarter of a Valium before I would go out to ride him. And I got to the point where I thought, if you're doing this, you're taking a tranquilizer in order for you to go out and do something that you enjoy. That's a problem. The way I solved that problem was to allow the anxiety to be there, to accept it as part of human life, and to name it. Okay, this is fear. I'm feeling fear. I'm feeling anxious. And I just owned it and felt it and rode anyway. And that resolved the problem. I didn't have the same kind of fear anymore. It still came up that my brain would be like, oh, you might fall off. Yeah, I might. And if it happens, it happens. We had a few good years of writing after that, and I didn't have the same anxiety. And it was actually transformational. And it didn't happen like over time. It happened almost immediately as soon as I accepted that fear and named it. Feelings don't need to be judged. They just need to be felt. You can feel a feeling and have it be clean pain without judging it. Just to say, yes, this is grief. This is anger. This is sadness. And just own it without whatever the situation is that you think is causing that feeling. You can just let the feeling be there and feel it. Sometimes you want to feel whatever it is that you're feeling. 
and just let it allow it to be there. Dirty pain is when you layer the judgment on top of it. You layer anxiety on top of it. You layer any other kind of feeling on top of it. I shouldn't be feeling this way or whoever made me feel this way. I'm going to let you in on the secret of life. Every feeling comes from a thought. It does not come from a circumstance. It doesn't come from a story that you tell yourself. It does come from a story that you tell yourself. It doesn't come from a fact. A feeling doesn't come from whatever factually is happening outside of you. It comes from your thoughts. And that's really cool to know because then you know, okay, this is the thought that I'm thinking that's creating this feeling. I know you're going to try to jump in and change your thoughts so that you can always feel good, but let me warn you against that. You want to feel all your feelings completely because the more you feel joy, the more you'll understand pain and the more you feel pain, the more you'll understand joy. Life is generally 50, 50. There's the yin and the yang. There's opposition and it's made to be that way. And it's a beautiful, beautiful life. It's a beautiful plan. When you feel your feelings, it makes it easier to see and change the thoughts that aren't benefiting you. So if you're feeling the emotion, like I did with the fear, then I was able to look at the thought, oh no, I'm going to fall off. We're all going to die. Of course, it always goes back to either I'm unworthy or we're all going to die. I'm sure there are others, but (laughs) those tend to be mine. Um, I was able to feel the feeling and then look at the thought. I'm afraid I'm going to fall. Oh no, I'm going to fall off. And so I could look at that thought and say, yeah, maybe. And what then? And I could go down that rabbit hole and say, well, I might break my whatever. Yeah. Is it worth the ride to maybe fall off? Yes. I decided it was worth the ride. So I was able to change the thought, but not at the expense of feeling the emotion because the power came from feeling that emotion. The power to overcome it came from naming it and feeling it. And sometimes you want to feel the negative emotion that your thought is creating. A feeling of loss, of injustice, of falling off a tall horse, an accident, change of plans, mistreatment, etc. Sometimes you want to feel a negative emotion because it can bring about positive change. As long as you are acknowledging that your thought is creating that emotion, it can bring about positive change. But don't be in a hurry to get out of a negative emotion. Explore it. Let it work to see what ways it might benefit you. All emotions are valuable teachers. Welcome them when they come and allow them to have a voice, but always know that you're in the driver's seat. And ask yourself how you can use that emotion to benefit you, whether it's fear or whether it's faith or whether it's hope or whether it's hopelessness. How can that emotion benefit you? Now, I'm going to give you a caveat. There are some times when emotions are so big and so complete that 
they might be mental illness. It might be diagnosed. It might be undiagnosed. In that case, please find a professional. Please benefit yourself by finding someone who can help you get the tools that are necessary for you to be able to have a 50-50 experience. There are some people who don't have a 50-50 experience. Some of them I know quite well and I love them with all of my heart and would do anything to give them a 50-50 experience. If you have mental illness, diagnosed or undiagnosed, please see a professional. There are so many people who are willing to help you. I want to leave you with this one thought. Please embrace all the messiness of being human. It's a beautiful way to live, to see yourself in all of your humanness, to let it be there, to drop all of the should and should not, and just to embrace all of the messiness of being human. I'll see you next time. Well, there you have it. If something piqued your interest, feel free to join me at happytobemecoaching.com. That's happy, the number two, the letter B, M-E, coaching.com. I'll see you next time.